Hello, hey. This is Tia. This is Rose. And welcome to episode one. Where we will discuss procrastination and loss. And how they both tie into each other, especially when it comes to how we came up with this podcast. So we will start with uh, some personal stories of ours. And um, we look forward to you guys just taking this journey with us. And yeah. So I guess um, we can start with initially how we started wanting to um, have a podcast about maybe five years ago. Five? Yeah, it's been about five, six years. Probably a little five, bit more. It probably is more. It probably was more. <laughs> at least five. At least five, but it could have been more. And that's why we want to talk about procrastination. Because it initially started off with us wanting to be um, having our own YouTube channel. But, you know, going through the motions of, oh, we needed to have the perfect microphone. The right light. The perfect camera. <laughs> <laughs> It started out like we needed a whole production and five, six years later, here we are (laughs) trying to launch a podcast. So um, it plays a lot, you know, because you have to deal with a whole lot of um, real life issues and things that comes up that kind of put what you want on the back burner, which kind of ties into um, our journey and where it ties into how we came up with... uh, the idea of the podcast. So for me, I'm about, let's see, this is 2019. So in 2012, um, I started the journey of wanting to start over. You know, I wanted to get away from California and kind of start my journey on my own because I felt like um, just being around my family and friends kind of held me down to a certain standard. And I wanted to live my life by my own standard. So we wind up, um, I packed up me and my daughter and we wind up moving to Florida. Um, in that time frame of us going down to Florida, um, I initially did a road trip with my best friend here. Um, she helped me get my stuff from California all the way down to Jacksonville, Florida. We drove in three country. days. In three days. <laughs> we was trucking and we and we stopped over in Texas. For what? About maybe four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And then we went to New Orleans for the about day. four or five hours, yeah. <laughs> and then we made sure we had the gas right and got straight through Alabama and Mississippi without having to stop over because it was definitely nighttime. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I moved down there um, to start over. And unfortunately, while I was down there, um, my daughter stayed behind with my mom until I could get things together. And then I wound up, um, I wound up going, sorry, <laughs> it, it kind of goes right. yeah. in and out. But, um, my daughter stayed with my mom until I could get things situated and she wanted to stay down for the summer because my daughter was kind of against moving all the way to Florida cause she would have been away from her friends. So, when my daughter came back, she came back right as school was starting in Florida. So that was about in September. She got to me September 11th. And then on September 18th, my mom had a massive heart attack that put her into a vegetative state. She was in what they call a persistent vegetative state where um, they said that she knew what was going on around her. 
but she couldn't respond to her because she couldn't respond to us because the oxygen level had been gone for so long that it was a it basically damaged her brain especially the part that allows her to respond to command so um battling with that with my mom and my sister trying to be there for my sister my sister was down here by herself because my brother was you know he was handicapped as well my mom was taking care of him so I tried my best for about like a year and a half to get back down here and I wanted to finally coming back down um but just to kind of fast forward through that I, I live with my mom being in a persistent vegetative state for she had the heart attack in 2012 um she passed away in 2018 so you know this this would be my first year actually you know completing not really having her here even though she hadn't been here with us for you know the past what that's six seven years mm -hmm. close to um but you know that kind of put us in another headspace and that kind of pushes pushed me back from starting a lot of the things that I wanted to start and I guess that's kind of where procrastination comes from but prior to my mom passing away um I had a revelation because I've been doing my own little side business where I've been doing um catering and event planning well really just catering the event planning is new but I told myself shameless plug sugary sweet creations look her up Yes, Sugary Sweet Creations and the Lauren Elegance is Look the, it up. That's the, um, <laughs> that's the event planning. Yes, I'm one half of a dynamic duel. But um, I told myself that I wasn't going to turn down any business. I said, you know, one of the things that holds me back is the fear of failing. And I didn't want to fail and I didn't want to put myself out there because the fear is rejection. You know, people not liking what you have and people criticizing what you're doing and and I dealt with that in the beginning but then that kind of held me back from really tapping into my own full potential so I told myself that you know if somebody wanted to place the order I was going to take it if it was a vendor event coming up I was going to do it so I did that for like a whole year but then my mom passed away and then it kind of felt like everything came crashing down so I'm still in the process of trying to piece together you know, not only my feelings, but piece together my mental uh, stability. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I don't want to take up too much time because, you know, my other half of this dynamic <laughs> duel from this hood queen squared, because this is going to be a great podcast. I really do feel like um, what we have to offer is not only going to be therapeutic for us, because it gives us a platform to be able to talk and get people feedback and touch other people. But I think that even though we both together have dealt with so much loss, that this is going to be our turning point. And hopefully this helps other people. So to tie that up for you, like... What do you think, um, after dealing with your mom and now finally, you know, we, we kind of kicking our own self in the butt, um, what do you hope as we move forward? What, what is your hope when it comes to dealing with procrastination? 
What is your hope to be able to overcome that and move past it in conjunction with closing down all the chapters that you have dealt with as far as when your mom was here? I definitely feel like for me, my procrastination lies with me relying on other people to tell me that it's good, that you're doing a good job, mm-hmm. that, um, and not really having that, you know, um, when my mom was here, you know, it wasn't necessarily like we had the best dynamic duo of mother daughter relationship, but I didn't realize how much I relied on her until I, to after I didn't have her. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I don't, don't want to get all emotional because I get emotional. I'm a cry. Yeah, we both get emotional. <laughs> We're going to try not to cry off through this baby. one. <laughs> but um, overall, I just, I, I know that my procrastination la- lies in me relying on other people. So I'm hoping to not only um, overcome that 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 devil of procrastination but to learn how to depend on myself and not really care about what anybody else you know thinks do say feel because you know you don't want to hurt people feeling so you hold your you hold back your own growth because you don't want people that you care about that's around you to feel like you're outgrowing them yeah yeah even though sometimes that happens that happens Okay. I definitely want that. I want I want to be able to um, have that mental clarity to go after what I want, you know, and and be unapologetic about it. I think I apologize a lot, like you know, I you know, oh, you know, I feel bad that I'm doing this and you're not doing this. So let me try to find something for you to do, and gotta understand that sometimes it's it's not necessarily selfish to think about yourself in certain things. And that's something that I'm learning. All right. Well, hey, y'all. Um, so just a quick background on me. Um, I am a mom of three. I had my first child at 18. So I have spent the majority of my life, I'm 37 now, being a parent. And like Tia, which is so funny, um, I didn't have the closest relationship with my mom. So I think naturally, you know, if I do the uh, Zodiac sign deal, I'm a Pisces. And I swear every Pisces I know, like procrastination is part of our artillery of ways that we function. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I feel like the cosmos just like this is a part of me. And so what I... What I realized what I was starting to do was adjust to my procrastination. I would make my clocks faster. I would do things to make it faster. But when it came to work, um, procrastination in conjunction with very similar, just fear of failure, fear of what somebody would say, uh, somebody would not take it the right way. Somebody would, there would be someone to say that this is not the proper way to do it. So even though I had Tia and we bounced these ideas off each other, we let all these years go by because we would always figure out a way to talk our way out of doing it. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> we we had all the right stuff going into it, but we would figure out a way to finally 
talk our way into saying, oh, never mind, we can't do it. We don't got I don't even something. think we ever say, never mind, we don't do it. It just don't never come back up. <laughs> it's <laughs> like cause we, we talk about it and then it goes into <laughs> the abysmal disappearance. But um, for me, I lost my mom in 2017. Kind of crazy. Tia's mom had a similar situation where she didn't get enough oxygen. In my mom's case, she didn't get enough oxygen and actually... When we um, removed her from the breathing machine she was on, which she requested before she even got in that state, um, she did pass away. Her brain was uh, deeply damaged from not getting enough oxygen by the time um, the paramedics and whoever arrived. And so since we did not have the best relationship, I spent a lot of time um, raising my children um, kind of like opposite of the way she raised me. I, I, things that I would see her do, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that for my kids. And I would do things differently. But as I got older, me and her started to develop a relationship and it became just like a mutual respect. She loved, loved, loved her grandkids. Like I used to watch her with her grandkids and it would make me go, God, she didn't do that with me. But I gave her the freedom to do that, to love them how she wanted to love them. And maybe she was trying to correct things she didn't do, but whatever it was, she did that. And when I lost her, I realized that my kids would not be as great and as fortunate as they have been had she not did the job she did for me. So outside of all the things where we didn't, get along or we didn't um, mesh like we didn't really have a, a big friendship but I knew how much she loved me I knew that she would kill for me <laughs> <laughs> and those things are things that I cherish now she had a big heart and so losing her and really understanding her and we as I went through the process of losing her it made me realize life is short I didn't expect for her to go. I knew that God would leave her here for a long time because he just was not going to let her in. <laughs> and, <laughs> she got to come on now. She gotta and and so when now. she went, I was, I, I just was like, I, I never believed that that would happen. And so what it sparked in me is that it can happen no matter who you think it is, no matter how healthy they can be, no matter how healthy someone is not. You would think that person going to go and they don't. And then somebody who was just there perfectly fine the day before, they're gone. And so it's pushed me to a place of, one, being uh, in an uncomfortable space of having to to move on to whatever ideas I have in my head. Like, I can't sit on them. I can't continue to talk my way out of them. Yeah. It's like, if I continue to do that, then my ideas will start to evaporate. Right. Because I'm not ever letting anything come to fruition or even trying to. So when this podcast came back up again, well, like she told you, it originally started as a YouTube channel. But when the oh, conversation. That YouTube, <laughs> that YouTube channel is coming. Yeah, you got to see us. You got to see us. Because that's the only way you're going to get a full picture of our personalities. Because this is just an intro to what we have to offer. Yeah. It's going to get a little bit crazy. It it really is. <laughs> but when the, the idea came back up, it was like, okay, 
well, let's do it. We, we, we've been taking step by step and finally we like, okay, no, we, we are doing it. We are doing it. And so here we are, but definitely the procrastination that you kind of enjoy and you sit in sometimes in losing someone, especially someone like a mom. And I used to envy other people's mom daughter relationships Mm -hmm. until I had to get an understanding of what mine was and then to lose my mom and to not, she's, she's missing so many things that I wanted her to see. She yeah. saw a lot of stuff. I did a lot of stuff for her to see while she was here. But it's stuff that I wanted to see, especially with her grandkids, that she's missing. And so I know any idea that I have in my head that can be made into an actual thing, that I have to try it. I have to do it. And, I mean, and this is it. So, overall, what do you expect to gain from doing the podcast? So, I I really look forward to just being able to share. I think it's a lot of people. I I would say women, but I think people as a whole can relate to things that we will discuss. And I just want, I think people want to hear regular people discuss. I mean, it's nice to hear people who are, you know, affluent as far as finances or maybe somewhat famous, but sometimes it's hard to relate to their story. If it is, you don't see yourself. In yeah, it. you don't see yourself. So I think that's what I want to be able to give to other people. I want them to be able to hear our stories or hear whatever we're speaking about and see themselves and go, ah, like, okay, yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Right. It's like like somebody else is going through this. Yeah. How did you <laughs> overcome it? And so, so it's like yeah. it's like we start off now where we like talking to you guys, but I look forward to when it's a back and forth and it's like a full conversation and questions and and items that we can help people with and discuss or, you know, even Cuz like we say in that intro, we want this to be interactive. <laughs> We want to talk to you. <laughs> we want you to talk to us. We want you to give us your feedback. We want you to give us your issues. And maybe we've been through it or know someone who have been through it. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to pay that extra fee to go to counseling. Well, we want to be your counselor. Because <laughs> we may need a little counseling too, though. So it may need to go both ways. <laughs> sometimes you may go need to go to a counselor. <laughs> Don't don't get it wrong. We are not licensed professionals. Well, yeah, but we do. We want to be an outlet. We want people to find safety and security here and sharing their issues, sharing their stories. You know, it, it could be an anonymous type deal where maybe you've got a question and you've been wanting to ask. We want to have that open space for you to do that. And we'll leave our email address for you guys to submit your questions, submit your feedback, positive or negative. We want to hear it all. You know, the whole purpose of us doing the podcast was so we can reach out to not only get clarity for ourselves, but to reach out for other people. Maybe, you know, give clarity to someone else. But um, I know just listening to your your background as as far as, you know, touching on um, being a mother at a young age. I did not go into that, Um, but that's one of our similarities you know um i was a mother at 16 i had my daughter when i was 16 years old um and i don't have any more children because of that i learned my lesson early on 
So I am an advocate for celibacy. <laughs> no teen mothers. But hey, if you are a teen mother, know that you can still overcome any obstacle that life will put in your way. Yeah, we got an episode coming for y'all. Don't worry. We definitely got an episode <laughs> coming for you. But um, but yeah, definitely. Um, I have a daughter. She's 19 now. Um, just going through the motions with being a young adult because even though I'm 35 I still consider myself to be a young adult because I have not really reached that that midpoint just yet but being a young adult and raising a young adult is sometimes it's hard because you're still trying to find yourself in your own adulthood and leading you know another person into theirs so it's definitely complications but like she said that's going to be brought up in a whole nother uh, segment of Hood Queen Squared, but um, I don't know. Like, so as we are finishing this episode out, um, once again, we want this to be interactive, and we really hope that people will reach out to us and let us know what they think. Let us know if they have any questions. And I guess for you, Tia, what I would ask is, as we're closing out, summarizing, um, you know, all the stuff we've talked about, what is something you can offer out to our audience as, um, you know, some tactic that you've used to help get you to this point? being transparent with my struggles um i think a lot of times when people deal with loss um they go into hiding um they feel embarrassed to feel certain feelings that they're having certain emotions um since the beginning of when my mom had her initial heart attack um you know like when when you we all made that that's a hard decision to make to to pull a plug on someone or to um make that decision that's a hard that's a hard um task to ask of a a child to do that to their parent um but my me and my sister made that same choice we made that same choice to pull the plug on my mom but my mom kept breathing so she's been in the persistent vegetative state but she's not been on life she wasn't on life support so Every day, or even when you go to visit her, it was almost like watching her pass away every time you kept going up there. So I think dealing with that process helped me eternalize the inevitable. So when it finally happened, even though it hurt it, um, I think that it prepared us for it because we didn't really have her in the physical sense. But I since the beginning I've been transparent with the things that I was going through. I mean, I've been through, I, I went through some, some points where I wasn't really as forthcoming with information or forthcoming, like wanting to speak because I did go through a, a time where I didn't really want to talk to anyone. But I think that me being honest about the feelings that I was having as far as suicidal thoughts um, not even necessarily like suicidal. Like I never got to a point where 
I wanted to do harm to myself, but I did feel like, dang, all this stuff is going on. I don't want to be here. But then having to realize that I have a child to live for. I have to, I got other things I got to do. You know, I got a life to live and my mom lived her life. She lived her life. She made her choices and I have to do the same for myself. So I just had to come to to grips with knowing my own reality, you know, and when I felt like I was getting to a dark place, I reached out and talked to people about it. So I think um, the one thing that helped me just to answer your question, the one thing that helped me through this process was not being ashamed of the the process that I was going through, um, not being ashamed to say I'm stressed out, not being ashamed to say, you know, I'm depressed, I'm depressed and because I was saying that more people would come and, you know, offer their words of encouragement, their words of support. And that helped me through the process was just being honest with my feelings and honest with where I was. But, um, what's some of the things that you did to cope through? through I'll say, that you I, I just want to piggyback and say, I totally agree with being transparent. It's like, you don't got to tell everybody all your business, but I see a lot of memes on the internet that say a lot of stuff telling people to do things in silence, move yeah. in silence, this yeah. is silent. Silence will kill you. Silence will definitely kill silence you. Silence will kill you. So you don't got to tell social media something going on, but you need to talk to somebody. You have to have somebody who you can reach out to because you need somebody who is not trying to judge you. That's why sometimes you do need to get a counselor because maybe nobody in your circle is mm-hmm. is doing that job but definitely being transparent makes a big big difference and another thing that I say is to um write about it write yeah. about it Journaling. and it, it could be journal it can be comedy it could be music but getting it out of your head that's mm-hmm. something that I have learned that it's it does it does the body so good when you write it out and then even when you reread it like if you don't read it right then maybe a few weeks you read what you wrote when you were just in a high emotional state you realize all the stuff you carry yeah so that's that's a a big thing that i use transparency i think is it's 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 key it's key. key you can't you can't you cannot get past depression you cannot get past emotionally being distraught if you're hiding. If you if you are opaque, <laughs> can't nobody see what you're going through and you can't see it yourself. So you definitely gotta be transparent. You gotta be you gotta be clear with your intentions too. You and then being transparent and, and voicing with what you want voicing what you're going through will allow you to get feedback and help from people who may have went through some of the same things that you've been through. And so, yeah, that's definitely, I totally agree. And so we are going to close out this podcast. We want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in. And please continue to listen in because this is just our first run. And I I really do think that we touched on a lot of sensitive subjects, but it's going to get a little bit deeper. So, you know, we want to close this out with a light note. 
Um, like we said in the intro, we do this podcast in two parts. So we get you, we get down and deep and dirty with some of the tough issues in our Hood Queen Squared segment. But then we get a little bit lighter. We may go comical. We may go ratchet. Who knows? On the Fat Cat Combos. So tune in. We will be having another episode Wednesday. Wednesday? Your Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday. It may be Color Folk Wednesday. So you may get around 8 p.m. maybe. I don't know. But no, but we're gonna come. We're gonna come back with our fat cat combos. We're gonna try to keep this podcast going two days a week. And you can email your questions to our email address hoodqueensquared at gmail. That's hoodqueen, which is H double O D queen Q U double E N squared S Q U A R E D at gmail dot com. You can also find us on social media platform. We are on Facebook at Hood Queen Square. We're also on Instagram at Hood Queen Square. Go and like and share, and we will try to keep you guys filled with uh, information and also updates as we grow this podcast. And in the growing process, we're also going to be doing some contests, so please stay tuned for those. So like we said, we'll catch you on the Fat Cat Convo Wednesday. See you Wednesday.